1: In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Kaboom!
4: If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough...
3: everywhere the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G happy holiday weekend today the 22nd day of the month of December a big weekend for people to go away but we are here Danny we are here when many podcasts shut down we are still bloviating and uh, excited to be here because now normally we don't do sporty. This will be the second consecutive week, Danny, on the Fifth Hour Podcast. We have become sporty.
4: Yeah, making
3: Fifth Hour
4: history here, Ben. Two firsts. Uh, yeah, it sound like I said two firsts, which is fitting. Two firsts for the podcast. We're talking sports like heavy two weekends in a row. And Koa, I mentioned to you off the air, he's a little grumpy. The reason why... His teeth are coming in. Oh, that's a big, that's a big moment there. You know, yeah, it, not one, not two. We've counted six that are cutting through his gums right now.
3: Not two, not three, not four, not five. Oh, that's great. Well, it's it'll be great, but it's not great now. This is the hard part. And then <laughs> and then the baby teeth fall out, and then it sucks again. <laughs> He's chewing on his fingers so hard
4: that he's making himself cry because he's hurting his fingers.
3: Oh, oh man. The life of a kid. No. Not, this life is not that easy. It yeah. is not that easy at all. Uh, but, but I'm fired. Now, I was not at my watch post last night. Like, I didn't do the overnight show. And you, why are you doing the podcast? You didn't do the overnight show. You should do the podcast. Well, no, I'm doing the podcast because there's like big time sports news here. But I was away from my post. And I'll just explain this brotherly love. So I was not at the graveyard watchtower, and and it it would have been a great night. We had the the, the Ram game, and the Rams won last night. They beat the Saints, uh, beat them handily, although the final score did not indicate how much of a rat kill that game (laughs) was as uh, the the Rams dominated uh, Derek Carr, who did get some garbage time stats to make it seem like he had a good game. We call those the guys the stat bandito, when they just like run up the stats and you're like, well, wait a minute, your team was down by 20 points when it mattered, you know, the game when the game was really in the balance, and then he he gets uh, a couple of plays in the fourth quarter, a couple of touchdown passes in the fourth quarter, Derek Carr. But but anyway, just to, to wrap that up, so I, I was not on the radio last night. Uh, my my older brother, the the one that lives in the big Apple there, stopped in LA for one day. Uh, Had a stopover. He's on his way. He's on a flight today on Friday here to Vietnam, a family vacation with his wife's family and my sister-in-law, and they're going to Vietnam. And so uh, I did the radio show Thursday, taped the TV show, more on that later, uh, and then hung out with my brother at one of the iconic restaurants, one of my old stomping grounds, Danny, El Coyote uh, on Beverly, which I, I used to go to all the time. I used to live right next to it in LA it's a famous famous spot in Los Angeles for Mexican food but uh, so I was there hanging out with him and uh, and then you know went home watched the uh, the Ram game and and here we are on on a Friday and uh, I I don't think I got any sleep
4: last night I texted you as soon as the Dodger news broke
3: yeah and you were the one that actually let me know uh, Danny that and this is a massive Massive story, which uh, everyone I know is going to be talking about all day today, and we get a jump on it. The early bird gets the word. It happened uh, r- right around the time the Ram game ended. right? It was a late-night announcement that came down from the Baseball Insiders, but the sweepstakes are over for Yoshinobu Yamamoto. And- yeah. The uh, Japanese phenom, the next big thing in baseball, we are told. The Cy Young King from Japan is going to wear Dodger blue. Danny, twelve years. The, the numbers on this that are coming in, we I saw reports said three hundred twenty-five million, but the Dodgers have to pay another fifty million because of the setup with the Japanese players. So they're actually paying out over the next twelve years, three point seven five. Uh, $375 million just for Yamamoto, who better live up to the hype, Danny. I mean, I don't know. I've seen highlights. The guy looks great on YouTube videos, Uh, but it's a different animal in the big leagues. But these guys from Japan, my first thought is these guys from Japan have usually been pretty good. There have only been a couple that have sucked. Most of them that have dominated the Pacific League in Japan have been able to dominate the major leagues, and so that is encouraging. But the second thought I had, Danny, is it is it is on. I mean, we, we're both Dodger guys, but the Dodgers, and I get it. Like if I was not a Dodger fan, the Dodgers are dastardly. What they're doing here, they, it's demonical. Uh, yeah. the, the, the the money that they have spent, they are they they are the villains. The Dodgers are the evil empire of baseball. It, it, it's wicked. I mean, it's nuts.
4: Yeah, Yeah, you're right. It used to be the Yankees. And now Yankees fans are pissed about this because he had visited New York. And there was a story that uh, Covino shared on Thursday afternoons, Covino and Rich show that Aaron Boone gifted Yamamoto a jersey. And they were doing everything they could think of to butter this guy up. "Eh, I'm going to go with my homie in L.A. Me and Otani are going to take over SoCal. After I texted you, I texted Covino with a a picture of him in a Dodger jersey that somebody photoshopped. And uh, Covino's reply was, oh geez, with a mad emoji face.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it's, this thing's been going on for like a month, at least a month. We've talked about it. I've done a, I did a couple of monologues this week because of the public courtship. And I was waiting for something to happen in baseball. Right. And, and, uh, Yamamoto and his, his representation, they, they were playing footsie with the Mets and the Yankees, as you said, the Red Sox, the Giants and the Dodgers. And I was like, I, ah, I, it's one of those things. I didn't really expect the Dodgers to get him cause had gotten these other guys. But the fact that they, they did is just, it's, it's nuts to me. I mean, especially living through different eras of Dodger baseball when Frank McCord owned the team, when the O'Malley family owned the team, and it was always built through the minor league system. Um, they did spend some money in the nineties, or that you know, twenties plus years ago, and that didn't work out. That
4: Kevin Brown era was a long time ago.
3: Yeah, that was when I did Dodger talk, and they, they, yeah, and- oh, I remember. I remember
4: yeah. you were really hard on the team at the time because they were middle of the pack, but way up high on the payroll department. And uh, it's funny because Bob Nightingale he tweeted last night that the Dodgers have spent more than one point one billion dollars this winter. With the signings of Yamamoto, Otani, and Glass, now the other teams in baseball combined nine hundred million dollars. So the Dodgers have outspent every other MLB team
3: combined. Yeah, and, and and people were sending me messages like, "Well, how are they doing it? What, are, they, are they cheating?" You know, and I was, "Well, no they they obviously have deep pockets." And it's a really weird time in baseball because the way the cable industry is gone and the and the Bali Sports thing seems like the Padres, the Diamondbacks, the Mariners, a lot of these teams are in a holding pattern because either they lost their cable television deal or they're about to lose their cable television deal and it's a hot mess. And so they're, they they don't have the red I mean they're, they're, the the whole system on baseball's been built behind television but the Dodgers the reason they're a super heavyweight is because they own their cable channel it ain't going anywhere I mean it's like another 20 years of this and they're guaranteed the revenue assuming the cable television thing continues on but they're not going to lose that revenue and the 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 people over there with the Dodgers are like well, okay, we're in the thick of things for everything but the Japanese market they they just think they can make this money back on these two guys in Otani and Yamamoto uh with a belly full of cash from from the Japanese market and from Tokyo and and all that and I I mean that we know baseball's the from what i've I've never been to Japan, but from people tell me it's the most popular sport. In Japan is baseball. It's not you know they don't have the NFL there. It's baseball and and there's other things that are popular too. But baseball is at the top. So uh, it is. You talk about robber baron and all that. It is. It's great and it's 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 great to win the off I, I don't think they give you a trophy for that. Uh, maybe maybe they do. I don't know. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean we don't know if these guys uh, Otani's never been in a playoff game and uh, Yamamoto's never been in a big league game. But I want these guys to have that fire in their belly when they get to the playoffs. And one of the problems, Danny, and you know this from watching ball over the years, these guys get the big contract and they don't necessarily care as much. Otani doesn't strike me as that sort of guy or
4: player. And the way he deferred his money was, yeah, for his interests also, but also for the Dodgers to be able to put guys like this around him, which is awesome. Yeah, you don't see a lot of American ballplayers, you know, they want the money right now in their pocket, in their bank account.
3: We don't know about Yamamoto. I'm sure the details, maybe they're out now. I haven't seen them. Maybe they'll come out later today. Uh, I would assume, based on the taxation in California, that Yamamoto, if he's wise, would have done the same thing that Otani did. That is, just, I'll defer most of the money and – it's going to be one of these things, Danny. When we're like really old guys, the Dodgers will be paying a hundred million dollars to players not on the team from this this off season. You know, and then Mookie uh, yeah. you know, bets also and Freddie Freeman. I wonder if at
4: that point, though, a lot of players will be getting five hundred million dollar contracts, and we'll just think that this is not a lot of money.
3: Yeah, you might be right, and the the, the argument to do this is, hey, you know, we'll just get more money. It's but. I hate to say this, but it's kind of what the U.S. government did. It's like, well, you know, we'll push these things down the road and then eventually we'll be okay. And I don't know if you've looked at the national debt. I don't want to be a, a gloomy Gus here, but uh, that's what the you know U.S. government is like, ah, we'll push things down the road. And- God bless America.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession.
1: But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone
5: who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: We started off talking about your Rams. How about when they showed Otani in attendance at SoFi? Yeah. And the crowd, the crowd went nuts.
3: What a kick to the nuts to the Angels that was. I mean, the guy's been playing down the road in Anaheim, and no one gave a rat's ass about Otani. He, he, where's Dodger Blue? All of a sudden, he's being, you know, the, the red carpet's being rolled out at Ram games, and uh, it's just hilarious. I mean, the guy's been in the market. He's been part of the L.A. sports scene, you know, you know, technically L.A., but it's Orange County, and it just shows you the dichotomy the The difference between playing for a team like the Angels and playing for the Dodgers, and yeah, Otani got the the heroes welcome. How about my? I know you're a Raider guy, but you you got a little of a little love. Give a little love to the Rams. You can ram it all day. You can ram it all night. That they got they found two ball players. They found two ball players out out of the dumpster fire, like the mid rounds of the NFL draft. Kyron Williams is a big time running back. He's a top five running back in the NFL. I think you got two really good receivers who kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, well, uh, yeah, I think you're talking about Robinson, right? Uh, Robinson was great, and but he's bounced around. He's been played with Kansas City. Puka Nakua, though. I mean, I'm loving Puka. He got hit like a missile, bounced
4: right off of it there when they needed a first down to seal the victory, and he trudged forward for that first down after getting hit by a missile, a rocket. That was an amazing play. I love watching that guy ball. He's a big receiver, but he's also fast and shifty. What a combination of skills that dude has.
3: Yeah, and I would like to concede uh that I uh I I had a take that died. One of my takes died, Danny from earlier in the year, I was convinced. Everything I had heard was Matthew Stafford. His body was broken. I thought he wasn't even going to play this season. I thought, well, this guy's not going to play. Everything I was told from uh, the people that I trust was Stafford was beat up. The Rams wanted to get rid of him. They were ready to trade him. They wanted to eat the contract. And uh, right now, Matthew Stafford, the last month or so, has been playing uh I don't say that he's not Brock Purdy because Brock's got better weapons around but that, the Rams weapons are not that far behind some of the some of the 49er weapons, but uh I'm a little giddy because they won.
4: I know I was gonna say don't get too carried away.
3: Ah, but they uh but you know, they did, yeah, they did exceed expectations.
4: A lot of people counted your favorite team out before the season even started. And then a few games in, most people are like, yeah, Rams are underwhelming. They're going to be under 500. And now look at what's going on. They're probably going to sneak their way into the playoffs. Yeah, well, they won five
3: of six. The loss they had was a special teams boner in overtime to the Ravens, uh, who supposedly are the top team in the AFC. And the, the before that, they lost to Green Bay. But, but that's pretty much they gave that game away because they started ripping who can't play. The guy just can't play. Uh, they really haven't played a bad game where they've had their guys since they played the Cowboys when they just got torched. Uh, by Dallas back in Week Eight, but you know I, I, I throw away the Green Bay game because they had no quarterback, they had no chance in that game, and they lost close. The Rams lost close games to the Steelers. I was at that game; they sh- you know they had the lead, they blew that, and they had a shot with Philadelphia. They didn't show up in the second half, so uh, obviously it's Aves and Butts, candy and nuts, and all that. But the the Rams are in a good spot at eight wins, and it, this is the best kind of year as a fan because you don't expect anything, and then they turn out to be pretty good.
4: No, you got you to be happy. And then for me, I'm also pleased because who would have thunk it? Who would have thought that Aiden O'Connell would have a better primetime game than Derek Carr? <laughs> well,
3: yeah, exactly. Derek Carr, what an enigma. You know, it's like he he's the same guy he was with the Raiders. He did not changed. He's the same guy. He's going to be that way the rest of his career. Why does he have so many excuse makers on
4: social media?
3: Yeah, I, I, it's one of life's great mysteries. I, I can't, I can't explain it. I, I mean, I've seen the guy. I know, uh, you know, I work with Eddie on the overnights, and Eddie's a Fresno State guy, so he doesn't really want to you know, be too critical of of Derek Carr. But I mean, these these yeah, kind of, guys-
4: I mean, he's a nice guy. That's great. But you see with your own eyes, he throws picks, fumbles constantly. I mean, I guess he doesn't have as many interceptions this season as he did, you know, when he was a Raider. But still, enough to change games for the Saints. And he's been so inconsistent one week, like last week, for instance, what he had three touchdowns and no picks. And the Saints were like, yeah, this is the guy we wanted. But then you know, that's not the guy you're going to get the following week.
3: Yeah. Well, and and you you know, any road game, hostile environment, I don't, I mean, the Rams, I'm a Rams fan. It's not a very hostile environment, but Derek Carr on the road normally melts. It's like putting a sugar cube into water and watching it disintegrate. Uh, Any pressure situation. The guy – Bad for- or cold weather. Well, yeah, cold weather, hostile environment, pressure situation. He's got a terrible record as a road favorite. But, hey, it ain't my problem. The Rams are 8-7, and seven, and they've got Tommy Cutlets in Week 17, which assuming they don't just poop the bed, that should be a show-up-and-win game to get you to nine wins – which should be enough to get to the playoffs, but they we'll see. I mean, it's, it's conceivable some other crazy things will happen. But either way, I like the Rams. I had zero expectations. I was like, "Well, wow, this is going to suck this year," but they've been they've been pretty good. I, I had a couple other things I wanted to get to, and then we'll get out because I I wanted to talk about uh, an interesting week on the TV show, Danny. You know, I can't do a podcast without whoring out the TV show. Uh, so so Andrea, the astrology lady, would say Mercury is in retrograde because it started out harmlessly. Uh, I have a routine. I'm a a creature of habit, and uh, I normally do some uh, manscaping, some trimming, uh, get ready for the show, pretty up, you know, and all that stuff before the taping of Benny versus the Penny. I realize I'm ugly, but I try to limit the damage, and so I shave and do all that stuff. So I plug the razor in per normal, uh, get that razor juiced up to trim my facial hair. And uh, so I do that, uh, and then I, I go back to after about an hour. I go back to grab the shaver. It's an electric one to shave my uh, my beard, uh, and uh, and I turn it on, and there's nothing. And then I start shaking it, you know. And then I was like, well, maybe the plug's wrong, so I plugged it in, you know, a different different outlet. And then I walked away, and I came back, and the, and the thing's not working. Uh, and uh, I kept. And then I started hitting the thingamajig, and it, that didn't work. And so that was just a warm-up act. I, I couldn't shave before. And I, I was like, well, boy, everything's going to say I look, uh, I look horrible. And then after doing the radio show Wednesday into Thursday, uh, you know, I had some downtime. Eventually, I drive over in a monsoon to Universal Studios and uh, the, the Brokaw News Center, uh, West Coast hub of NBC News. That's where we do the show from. So I park in the Abbott and Costello parking garage. per on. But I realized there's no walkway. I have to walk outside to get to the building. And so I'm like, I need an umbrella. So I start digging around the car. I like, wow, everyone's got an umbrella in their car. Couldn't find the umbrella in the Mallarmobile. Uh-oh. So I'm porked. So now I'm like, well, should I wait till the rain dies down? And I looked at my weather app on my phone. I was like, well, it says it's going to keep raining. You know, I'm screwed. It's just going to keep raining. So I'm like, I just got to go. I just got to Maybe I'll walk fast. But But- so I want to paint the picture for a blind listener. So I start walking. It starts raining harder. There's like a cloud burst right over. It's only where I was. I don't think it was raining that hard anywhere else in L.A. So I'm holding my laptop like briefcase that I have with my, uh, my computer and some notes for the show. I've got a garment bag because I have to dress up as an adult. I have a box with my dress shoes on. I'm wearing sandals. Okay, and sweatpants, because I was just casual at the radio station. By the time I made it from the parking garage to the Brokaw News Center, which is about two blocks, about two blocks, I was completely, and I don't want to exaggerate here, Danny, completely waterlogged. I was soaking wet. Uh, I was sopping. I, I was totally submerged in water, and in that cartoon bubble, over my head as I'm I'm walking to the door I'm thinking you know here I am I feel like I'm at the peak of my my career right now you know things have really come together I've got the radio shows going well the podcast with you is going great got a TV show now a national TV show like I'm rolling in to Universal Studios here and I look like a swamp creature like I'm totally drenched and I was so embarrassed I actually walked through the underground entrance. To avoid the the overnight security guard, who I know a little bit, because I didn't want anyone to see me, even though I was on camera, I was that embarrassed. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the exciting, sexy world of big time sports media. What a schmuck! You know, I, it never rains in L.A., Danny, but the, when it does rain, you need an umbrella, and I didn't have an umbrella.
4: There were tornado warnings going off at two in the morning on our phones.
3: Yeah, that's when I was out about, a a little bit after that. A few hours after that, I was out and about. It was nuts. Crazy, dude. If you've seen the
4: pictures of West Ventura County, Oxnard and Ventura was underwater. Cars stuck. People's houses flooded. And, you know, obviously, we're not used to that sort of thing here in Southern California.
3: No, not at all. And, uh, you know, it happens. the, The L.A. River, which is not really a river. It's just, you know, it's a concrete thing. And that thing was just move it goes right by universal yeah that's a skate park
0: usually if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession.
1: But the problem is that that paperwork,
5: as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big
3: Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So one other thing before we get out. We'll get out on this. So it turns out I wasn't the only person having issues for the uh, TV show this week my comrade and compadre tom looney. tom looney uh and i don't i don't know if he wants me to tell this story but he didn't listen to the podcast so who cares <laughs> uh it doesn't matter so i i uh, as i told you i ran into uh you know the the building there covered in water so i then had to go to a bathroom and dry myself off and change into my church clothes to go on television and my temple you know clothes whatever so then I, I'm walking around. I did a little prep, and I walk into the, like, I don't know what to call the NBC commissary, but it's like, you know, break room where they have, uh, you know, some food or whatever. So I go over there. There's a, a coffee machine. Looney's uh, over there getting a free mocha on the Peacock's dime. And he then informs me that he had one of his pets had, I guess, uh, cat uh, scratch fever. While he was sleeping, he... Oh was clawed in the forehead. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the right side of his forehead, I'm standing right in front of him, it looks like Frankenstein. Like, it, it's <laughs> unbelievable. And I'm like, well, we have to tape the TV show. The record time is in an hour, like less than an hour at this point, right? Because we're both there getting ready. And and uh, the, the call time was like half an hour. And Looney, Looney uses his clandestine... Uh, did I say that right? Clandestine, right? That's the word I think I'm saying. Uh, anyway, uh, he, he used his ni- I'll use ninja and say, all right, his ninja ability. It's early in the morning to slither in to a back back room. He found the NBC makeup depot, which I didn't even we didn't even know where this was. I didn't know. He asked somebody who, who led him this direction and he his forehead by the time he got done. You probably can't tell on the TV show, but when you watch Benny versus the Penny, let me know. He looked in person like a gaudy woman painted in makeup. You know, we've you uh, all uh, you, you you know, we right, the, Danny. You, you know, women that just instead of, instead of cake
4: face, he was cake head.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he just yeah, he he had uh, you know cake. It was like frosting on his forehead, uh, like uh, on like a wedding cake. Uh, and I think he pulled it off because at least in the monitors in our studio, it looked. Fine. I I don't think you know. You might know now because I told you. But none of our producers in Boston, the director, uh, our guy Vinny, who who puts the show together, none of these guys noticed it. So that is a real miracle before Christmas that Looney was able to have one of his pets scratch his forehead where he looked like Frankenstein, a monster, and then put enough makeup on to just cover it up, and you don't even know. Frank- don't do a lost cat magnet pencil next. It's wild, and uh, please watch Benny versus the Penny. It's on today, all weekend. I know it's a holiday weekend; you're probably with family and whatnot. But you're listening to this podcast, so you must have some free time. I do. I can't tell you. We have some of the showings I know for today. On Friday, uh, NBC Sports Boston will be on at 7:30 tonight, 9 p.m. tonight. NBC Sports Philadelphia. Late night showing at 11. In Chicago, we'll be on after the Canadians blackhawks postgame on NBC Sports Chicago at 10.30, Benny versus the Penny. Uh, no airings today on NBC Sports Bay Area. We'll be on a, a couple of times on Saturday. Uh, there's some some games in the Bay Area that preempted us. But we are on today on NBC Sports California, which is the Sacramento Kings home. We'll be on after the Sacramento Kings Suns broadcast on uh actually I think before I think we might actually be on before that in the pregame yeah 6 p.m uh in uh, NBC Sports California and then we'll be on uh, several times on on Saturday tomorrow on Spectrum Sports Net which is Danny's favorite channel cuz they have some basketball team on there that wore purple, purple <laughs> yeah
2: that's
4: the
3: Lakers channel that's how I see you and Looney yeah so we'll be on there 6 a.m Saturday 3 p.m and 11 p.m all Pacific Time will get out on that. Danny, are you doing it? you working today? Are you, uh, what you got going on? I am working because we're doing the
4: uh, fun Friday edition of Covino and Rich before we have a couple of days off for the holiday. So 2 to 4 p.m. on the West Coast, and that is 5
3: to 7 p.m. in Vermont, where Arnie is. Yeah, the great stinking genius. All right, have a wonderful Friday. We'll have another fresh podcast for you. On Saturday, and we will talk to you then. Later, skater. Bye, Felicia.
1: I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.
2: Welcome to Locatora Radio season nine. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen.